Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. It's time for the view from the opposition. And this week, it's a familiar friends of the podcast. It's Scott Trotter from Football London as we look ahead to Newcastle's visit to Chelsea in the League Cup quarterfinal. Welcome back to the podcast, Scott. It wasn't that long ago uh, since you've been on and that ended in a wonderful, wonderful victory for Newcastle against Chelsea up at St. James's Park. I suspect we're not uh, expecting similar on Tuesday night. But first off, how are you keeping? You looking forward to Christmas? Yeah, yeah, always. Um, obviously, Chelsea have that Christmas Eve game, which is maybe less a feeling for most people. But yeah, not not too bad overall and, and looking forward to maybe a few days off. Yeah. Are you looking forward to Tuesday's game against Newcastle is the second question? Always. Um, I think, you know, Carabao Cup quarterfinal, given the teams that have already went out of the competition, the likes of Human City's Man U, obviously, Newcastle knocked out. I think Arsenal are out as well. I think it was a big opportunity for everybody left in the competition to to go and win a piece of silverware. Um, and obviously, I think for Chelsea at the moment, given how the season's going, that is a big, big attraction uh, for Pochettino and the team and, you know, a, a way of getting European football as well. Yeah, well, I was thinking about what the League Cup means to Newcastle and obviously Newcastle made the final uh, last season, lost out to Manchester United, and we saw the biggest party in the capital. I think that London will will ever see in terms of football. And you know, if it happens again, touch wood, we'd, we'd probably see the same again. And if Newcastle won it, you know, they'd have to shut down Tyneside for a week because everyone would just be having a big party. Whereas for Chelsea, I get the feeling it's more. It would mean similar to what the League Cup meant to Ten Hag and Manchester United last season. You know, it's not a trophy at the start of the season that if you ask them would be anywhere near the top of the list. You know, they would probably say top four over the League Cup. And I just wonder, is that is that the right assumption when it comes to, to Chelsea? Is, is it a cup that if they win this season, it will paper over the cracks of what has been a disappointing season? Yeah, it's tricky. I mean, there's obviously still a long way to go in the season, but I guess the Carabao Cup is... It offers maybe a sign of things to come. I think maybe, like you said, Eric Tan Hag's win that that hasn't really helped out in the second season so maybe there is a bit of, of concern around that I think top four Champions League football is obviously kind of 
perhaps not the holy grail, but it's certainly up there in terms of, of what teams want to do. And I don't know, it's difficult to read because I think at the start of the season, while there were many who maybe hoped, I don't think there was ever a massive expectation of top four. I think there was a lot of concern given all, all the turnover at Chelsea. And I think, you know, with the Carabao Cup, there's, there's I think, almost a narrative there from when Jose Mourinho was first at the club. It was the first trophy he won. Obviously, he then went on to win the league straight away, which isn't going to happen this year. Um, but it sets the tone. And I think for Chelsea, um, there's kind of this notion of chaos and trophies. That That's kind of what the, their identity has been for the last sort of two decades. And I think just having a piece of silverware amidst all that has went on for the last 24 months would, would kind of be a real boost to them and help them keep that winning identity as well. I can hear our listeners throwing their uh, phone across the room when you say there was no expectation top four. Surely you can't spend that much money and buy such a, a talented squad as much as it is a bit of a chaotic mess down at Chelsea and not expect top four football. Surely that had to be the plan when you're spending hundreds upon hundreds of millions of pounds, right? Yeah, I think I think to an extent it certainly would be the plan if you listen to Pochettino's first press conferences. Winning was at the top of the agenda, and I guess that has maybe fallen away given how the season has progressed. But I think because you know what Chelsea did in many respects was so unprecedented, they kind of lost so many players, like sort of Kai Havertz, Mason Mount. Um, you know, you look and compare the, the team that players um, from sort of say, in that Newcastle game compared to the one that played Newcastle 12 months before. And there's like two players in the whole squad who were involved. And it is just so crazy. And there is a lot of talent in the team. Um, I think, I guess a lot of people would point out a lot of potential. And maybe they've had a few blows from injuries, I guess, much like Newcastle have. And I think Pochettino phrase is if a young team keeps getting hit, it becomes quite difficult to respond, given that there's nobody perhaps to, to lead the team in the same way. But I think, as you say, that when you break it down into numbers, success has got to come quickly. Pochettino's on a, a two-year deal. And if that doesn't come, perhaps, you know, conversations start to happen. I think you end up hearing kind of briefings of maybe judge the transfer business across four transfer windows and, and, and things like that. But, you know, it is difficult to take, I think, both for people within the game and the supporters outside because, you know, you spend a billion pound in, in 12 months. You hope to have something to show for it. Mm, yeah, you, you certainly do. And it, But it sounds like the League Cup is probably wanted more Chelsea than I give give credit for because um, obviously there's nothing really left to win. The FA Cup will, will, of course, start in January so that there is an option there. But in terms of Europe and obviously the league, it's... Um, not, not, not on Chelsea's agenda this season. But it is the fact then, because my, my, my response to you was going to be if you came back and said, yeah, you know, the League Cup, you know, it's 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 a trophy, but they don't really want to win it. That automatically hands the advantage to Newcastle because there's just such a desperation for Newcastle to to win something after all these years. Nineteen sixty nine, the last time they won a major honour. But I guess you, what you're going to see on Tuesday is two teams fighting and wanting to get through to the semi final of this competition. Yeah, I think so. I mean, so far, I guess, given Chelsea is running the competition, they had the likes of AFC Wimbledon, uh, then obviously they, they beat Brighton and then uh, Blackburn as well. We've seen a little bit of rotation, but not to the extremes that you can often expect in the competition. Um, the likes of Petrovic, who will probably play in goal um, tomorrow night, 
I think a lot of people expected him to get his first chance because he arrived in the summer and obviously, you know, goalkeepers don't have many opportunities to, to make an appearance. And he, you know, again, <laughs> Chelsea doesn't spend uh, little money on these people. Um, and we didn't see the likes of him. So it's like, it's not really one of those games where they're going to throw a load of youngsters in outside of, you know, the normal squad of youngsters that they now have. Um, there is going to be a big, uh, you know, strong team. There is going to be an intention to go out and win. And I think, you know, the Carabao Cup's offered some respite from what has been a difficult season at times. Granted, the, the teams haven't been of the calibre of Newcastle throughout uh, the journey so far. But yeah, I think I think they'll certainly fancy it. And, you know, even in the press conference on a Saturday afternoon after that win over Sheffield United, within two sentences, Pochettino was talking about the Carabao Cup and how happy he was that they could go in with maybe not momentum, but with better spirits into that Carabao Cup match. And, you know, he, he wasn't asked about it. It was on his mind kind of pretty much immediately following that 90 minutes. But is it fair to say, despite the win over at Sheffield United for the first hour or so, it looked like the Chelsea that we've come to expect this season, whether they look a bit frustrated, it's not quite clicking. So although the scoreline was, was a positive one, they got the three points, it wasn't a, a polished performance. Yeah, for sure. I think they kind of acknowledged afterwards, maybe tactically, they got some things wrong in the first half in terms of how they were going to break down that Sheffield United team. I think still, you know, maybe it's because of the youth, maybe it's just this team still, John. There's maybe a lack of ability to problem solve on the pitch. Um, I think throughout that first half, you could see Pochettino kind of shouting, trying to get his players to push wider. And, you know, that obviously has its limitations. The second half, they, they changed the shape, swapped some things around. Cole Palmer again, kind of delivering when it matters. And they were a lot better, but yeah, and that is one of the poorest teams in the league. There were struggles there. And, you know, I think the concerns overall for Chelsea still remain and, and kind of that comes no less than Chelsea's last performance against Newcastle and, and how poor that was. Well, I was going to say, I mentioned about the fight that Newcastle showed ahead of Chelsea for that game up at St James Park. I even think uh, Poch referenced it in his, his post-match comments about Newcastle just wanting it more. Now, it's been a few weeks, games have come and gone. You know, Newcastle have miraculously, I say miraculously, so I meant to say astonishingly, picked up even more injuries uh, since then. Um, but do you think Poch will have or has sorted out that question over the fight? You know, that what was missing against... Newcastle, because again, if you go into this game on Tuesday and you, you, you don't want every ball and you're not prepared to run that extra yard like Newcastle United are, even though they're, they're down to the bare bones, you know, that sets you back and that, that hands Newcastle the advantage straight off. Yeah, it's a difficult one. I think over the course of the season as a whole, it's something Chelsea have been better at than what they were last season. Um, that Newcastle match was a big worry because that looked completely missing. They looked very much off the pace. And that sort of repeated itself against Manchester United at Old Trafford as well. Um, and I think that, that has been disappointing. They've been the two games where Pochettino's, you know, really been unhappy with, with what he's seen and maybe been disappointed in some of the efforts that have been shown in the two games that he admits Chelsea didn't deserve anything from. I think where Chelsea have been good at fighting is the times where, you know, it's easy to get up for the game, the likes of Manchester City, Arsenal. And I think maybe that last Newcastle performance makes this a bit easier to get up for. They do have a point to prove because it, it was shocking on that afternoon at St. James's Park. And, you know, again, it's for a trophy. Maybe 
it's easy easier to inspire, which is maybe a bit of a shocking indictment of professional footballers if you need to inspire them. But yeah, they they will go into the match with a point to prove, and I think it's it's just one of those inconsistencies that the team still having as they try and gel because they have had so many injuries as well to important players. Obviously, Reese James didn't have the best out against Newcastle last time, but he, he is absent again. He is captain. Ben Chilwell's not been around most of the season. There's been a lot of enforced changes, and you know I think consistency does does help in terms of the development of a team. But you know it is going to be about that baseline and, and just competing with Newcastle. Um, and you know I think if Chelsea can compete over the course of ninety minutes, they've shown that they do have the quality in moments. And maybe you know as, as a game goes on into those later depths, if you can find pockets of space, that they maybe can deliver. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. And they've got to step up as an apology to you as well, Scott, because after your last appearance on the podcast, I left that recording thinking, goodness me, I'm a little bit worried about Chelsea because you were saying such nice things about them and how everything had improved. And then they turned up to St. James's Park and were totally played off the pitch and embarrassed. So hopefully you have the same impact this time around as well. Um, the fact it's at home, when this draw was made and Chelsea were uh, in the weeks after starting to pick up a bit of form, they were starting to look like everything had clicked. It's now kind of gone back to how it was. It's, you know, But a lot of people said you were feeling a lot more confident when the draw was made. I think, as I say, that that kind of fear of Chelsea that came in those initial few weeks after is probably subsided a little bit. And I'm just wondering the fact that it's at home. I mean, on paper, you would say that is total advantage to Chelsea. But is it nervous at Stamford Bridge, say, if Newcastle get an early goal? You know, we know Chelsea are not where they want to be. I think they're still closer to the relegation zone than they are the top four. Um, you know, so if Newcastle managed to, to to rattle them early on, does that impact the feeling of the crowd? Yeah, I, I think it would, you know, Stamford Bridge is, is always interesting in terms of atmosphere. The very biggest games, it can be loud, it can be raucous, and you know they're they're the big moments. But I think in those other games, I mean, the likes of Sheffield United at the weekend, it you you do hear the away fans quite significantly in the early stages until Chelsea give them a reason to sing, I guess. 
so there is going to be a lot of pressure on you know those early challenges those early moments and th- there will be nerves if there's maybe a little error in defense i think you know chelsea supporters because i guess what they've been used to over the last two decades the last two seasons has been unusual for them it's certainly a lot more difficult to get behind the team that's you know producing mid-table performances rather than title winning ones i think and you know, the, the performances haven't always been the most exciting. I think you see against the likes of Manchester City, again, I'm bringing it up because it was one of the better performances of the season, but when they are prepared to give it a go, when they are prepared to fight for it, maybe, you know, fight against an injustice of a referee decision, they, they will get behind. But there is certainly every opportunity for Newcastle to kind of get a nervous crowd at Stamford Bridge. But I do think the weird thing is, I think last time we spoke, I was saying how much better... Um, Chelsea's away form was than than their home form and then I think they've lost three on the bounce away from home since that moment and then they've won two home games in the Premier League in a row I think for the first time in, in more than a year which is incredible in, in many ways and you know have a bit more of an undefeated run so you know maybe things have swapped round on maybe I'll just curse them again who knows <laughs> When Newcastle's way form was absolutely shocking in the Premier League, they have beaten Manchester United at Old Trafford in the League Cup in the last round. So that gives uh, Newcastle fans a little bit of hope. And Eddie Howe, speaking about the competition, said, uh, today, two draws we've had previously in this Cup, they are as difficult as you can get. The beauty of those games is we have shown we can raise our game against top teams in this competition. We are determined to progress and create more memories. We know how difficult it will be, but we know the prize on offer. So, I mean, he is desperate to win this competition he's desperate to progress and you know Chelsea fans Poch make no mistake Newcastle United despite their injuries despite their fatigue they're going to be 100% up for this game yeah yeah it's like you say it's going to be a, a massive challenge for Chelsea I think not even just from the perspective of that obviously we talk about Newcastle bringing the fight and bite and that's what's been good about them but I think you know for the last 12 months or so there's, there's no doubt in that Newcastle have just simply been a better team than Chelsea either. Mm, yeah, definitely. And I think what's going to be interesting is, is I think it goes back to the point we made earlier in the show just about the fight. Um, Newcastle have got a few injury concerns. Joe Linton, Cher, they will have scans today, which is is Monday. There's there's a, maybe a doubt over Anthony Gordon, Alexander Izak as well. So, But for the last... Two games, Eddie Howe has made changes. Paul Dummett's come in. Other players have come in and, and, and stepped up. So it's going to be interesting to see what the teams are first and foremost. But again, make no mistake, whoever comes in will be will be fighting with everything they've got to get Newcastle through to uh, the next round. Um, it's been very short and sweet, this podcast, Scott. All that needs to be done now is to ask you for your score prediction. I think it's a really difficult one this time because of the injury situations that you've highlighted. Um, Chelsea have in Kunku, um, I think I said this last time, possibly in contention to come back into the game. He did make the bench at the weekend for the first time. He didn't get on. So that's going to be a real source of anticipation for Chelsea fans and possibly something that can lift the crowd should he get an involvement as well. So that'll be really interesting. I think I think it's going to be really tight. I do. I think... It, Maybe unfortunately for me getting my train back home, I think it could go to extra time and maybe somebody nicks it at the end. And maybe maybe Chelsea just edge it because of that home advantage and given all the football Newcastle have played of late um, and maybe some sort of hangover from that AC Milan match. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be really, really tight. And 
you know, maybe not the the goal fest that many would hope for. See, this was in the Premier League. I'd be back in Chelsea to win it because Newcastle just have some mental block which they can't get over on the road. But given what happened at Manchester United with it with a, a much changed squad, the injuries don't concern me that much. And we know with Eddie Howe, he says one thing and something else totally different happens. Given the way the likes of Emil Kraft came in um, and, and performed against Fulham, given the performance against Fulham again with a depleted squad, I mean they were fantastic in the second half. Yes, they had the man advantage, but. They still had to go up against a very energetic and a very confident Fulham side who, who at times you couldn't really tell were down to ten men. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a lot more confident than, than I think I would have been. Um, listeners to the podcast know I predicted a, a three-one victory for Fulham, and then yeah, I was saying to people if that happens, Newcastle are going out of this competition on on Tuesday. But I've totally flipped. I'm confident. I'm much more confident. I think it will be a tight game. But I just think. I just think Newcastle will want it more. I know what you've said about Poch and, and, and you know the, the kind of the history of Chelsea and what happened with Mourinho and what have you. But I just think, I just think Newcastle will want it more. They'll want to right the wrongs of last season, that, that cup final where they didn't perform the levels we know they can. They want to end that trophy drought. It's their best opportunity. So I'm going to bat Newcastle and I'm going to bat them to win it in 90 minutes. I'm going to go two-one. Two-one. I think it'll be quite a good game though. 2-1 Fingers crossed. Well, Scott, thank you as always for popping on to the Everything is Black and White podcast. You guys watching and listening, please hit follow or subscribe. Depending on which platform you're joining us through, head over to chroniclelive.co.uk for all the latest Newcastle United news and live coverage of the game through our dedicated match day blog. Mm-hmm.